When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DPHRO and Rothenberg. I don't think anybody's as insane as you are when it comes to rooting for the teams. Insane has such a negative connotation. I know it does, but I mean, let's face it, my friend. Don't you have to at least be objective and say that is the reality? I took the treadmill and I smashed it into the window. Insanity? What did you do to your wedding video? Oh, I snapped right? it in two, yeah. Then what do you call that? Passionate. Caring. I don't think that's passionate. That's I don't think all. that's caring. So that's a crime of passion. What you that's said. right. An Oscar Pistorius moment. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Tell me, somebody's in the loo. Better see who it is. On 98.7 ESPN. All right, DNR with you the big 7 o'clock hour, 98.7 ESPN. Is there football this weekend? Or, or no, we still have another football this weekend. Now we're done. Oh. You know, just li- listening back to that rejoin, though, like yeah. if you would have told me on the bingo card of like names that I did not expect to utter this morning on the show, I would think Oscar Pistorius would be on that bingo See, card. And That's going to be I mean, used as evidence against Dave one day. That open right there. Why? You tell me. No, statute of limitations is passed, I think. Hmm. I, I, I've never done anything like that. No. Why would know. you We're go not... there? Why would you go there? <laughs> well, because that was that his 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 his, his excuse was it the a, Blade a, Runner, right? Mo- moment, of, yeah, moment of passion. I know. Yeah. I, I think he claimed that he didn't that he thought he, he was an intruder there, or something like minute, something. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was a thing of passion at oh. all. All right, then it's bad bad analogy for me. It was an awful analogy. Uh, all right, so you know what? I'm not perfect. It's spur of the moment, Ray. It was horrifying. So, like you, would, so you would admit to sit there and, and, and do research and figure it out. So you admit to some wrongdoing. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. I mean, I'm not perfect. I do the best I can, and sometimes I have I make mistakes. Like like if Ray were truly the man that I thought he was, he would say, you know what, I should have done the open yesterday, and for that I'm sorry. But he won't. He'll just he'll just I'm fall not. on the sword. Right, Ray? Yeah, I'm not sorry. Yeah. You now, now Ray, look, care. I thought. I thought you handled it properly, but do you think in the future, let's say like similar scenario crops up, would the events of yesterday factor into your decision about whether to do it or not do it moving forward? It's hard to say because I feel like that I would do it, but I'm not sure how much the events of yesterday. Yesterday was a special circumstance, you know? Uh, email rolled in. Since you knew RJ was going to be out, Ray works three jobs and you only work four hours a day. Maybe you could have arrived more than five minutes before the show and stepped up and prepared the open yourself. Well, who said this? Uh, email. Uh, it was Vinny F. But I, I don't do the open. I'm not. Well, I, who, I, salient points, who, Vinny F. But but here's the thing. How does Vinny know that you do or don't arrive five minutes before well, the show? Because I make it publicly known. And it's not five minutes before. I think yesterday I was like 10 minutes early. So you like brag about that stuff? Not not brag. I'm just I like I said. I let you behind the curtain. Uh, now Louis C says other times Rick was off. Ray took the lead on the Thursday open. RJ never does the open. So Ray punting on the open was sudden 
and heartbreaking, and I'm still recovering. Thank God for the West Coast Open, Luis. You're right. You know what? You know what I say to that? You're welcome. You're welcome. If I if, if I leave anything behind in terms of legacy for the week, it, and this is going to extend, I think, deep into the future, it's the West Coast Open because now you always have that as an option. Always. Um, I'm doing everything I can to avoid talking about Senga. Um, um, do you want me to throw my hypothetical at you if you don't want to talk about Senga yet? No, we need to. Yeah, you give me the hypothetical. Is it sp- at least sports related? Yeah, it's 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 about hockey, like we talked about last night. All right, the Devils Rangers, because we were talking about this off air during the, the the game last night. Our good friend Harvey, who was who was also working the game. All right, he threw spe- this speaking of speaking of yeah. uh, insanity, I mean that that he's he's nuts, Harvey. He's passionate. He's, he's um, nuts. He buys himself birthday presents. Well, I think he gets spending money, and he probably spends some on <laughs> himself. What do you mean he gets spending money from himself? Well, no. If, if like, for instance, like you, in, in your life for a birthday or a holiday or something, like somebody doesn't give you money, what do you do with no, the money? No, no, then no, you no, buy no, something no, for yourself. No, 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 no. Yeah. He doesn't open a card that says, Harvey, happy 33rd birthday. Here's $250. Love, mom. No. Harvey goes to a store, purchases purchases himself with his own dime birthday presents, wraps them, and opens them on the birthday. So that ruins the surprise completely. <laughs> I would think so. And it's odd. With his own money. His own money. Like, not money that was given to no. him. No. No, it's not like he's taking the money and saying, you know what? Like, I now I'd like to buy myself a um, a Ronaldo jersey. No. No. All right, well, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there, and it's not relevant to the thing I'm Still about to Still insanity up. is what I'm saying. Continue. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so he made the, he asked the question. It got me thinking because I had never thought about this. Devils Rangers last night, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the local teams we have in our city, in the four major sports, he said, is Devils Rangers a top three rivalry not for in me. our city? Not for, well, let, let, well, before I say not for th- – not for me. You say, Rob, like, I would prefer the Giants beat the Jets than the Rangers beat the Devils, but that's because it's one every four years. See, I, right, like, I'm thinking Rangers about Rangers-Islanders is clearly clearly a huge rivalry. Well, no, and, and what got me thinking, remember you said earlier in the show about, like, what person, you know, and I said the 12-year-old that's happy that Senga got hurt. And that got the rivalry thing churned into my head because, in my opinion, like, if I were to rank them, I think Rangers-Islanders is the number one rivalry. Clearly. Locally, Okay. To me, and this is more a byproduct of the last like twenty five years with everything that's happened, I think Mets Yankees might be number two. No, I don't agree. I don't. What would be number ri- two? What, I mean, now, there's a difference between saying rivalry and what I'd prefer. Like, but they Mets they play the every Yankees. year. They play every year, and they play. They've played in a World Series. Yeah, one time the Rangers Devils have played in in numerous playoff series. But to me, Devils Rangers is top three. Odds but of both the have Mets to be playing good. the Yankees in the postseason are almost none. Odds Mets, of the Rangers playing the Devils in the postseason has a real chance every year. But Mets-Yankees, no matter how good or bad either one of the teams are, all those games virtually sell out in the Subway Series. You can't say the same about Rangers-Devils. I mean, I saw empty seats there last night. So let, let's think this through now. What, what could it be? What, what are our options here? Islanders well, Rangers in my mind is clearly one. There's there's nothing even close. Right. The, forget the basketball. There's no rivalry. No, there. the Nets are, are not. That's there. like nineteenth on the list. No. Yeah. Uh, Giants Jets. 
See, I, it's I once need, every four years. I, so I need. Here's what I need for you to do for me: mm-hmm. define rivalry. And, and I'm not being like a jerk about it. Like I, I need it defined so I know what I'm going in here with. It's open to interpretation. Whatever you want it to be, that defines rivalry. But like the reason I can't go Giants Jets is number one, they're not in the same division slash conference, which the Mets and Yankees aren't either. But they don't play every year. You know what I'm saying? Right, they play but, once every four years. But the World Cup is once every four years, and you, you can't wait for it. And it's, it's unbelievable. Different. That's an international sport. So what? An international event. This is team sports here every single season it's played. I mean, just because they share a stadium doesn't make it a rivalry. I mean, if you that sounds like, you know, the rationalization. Well, why is the to, Mets and Yankees a rivalry, really, though? They've played in a World Series, and they play they played every in a World year. Series tw- 25 Dave, if years we, ago. Dave, if we had this conversation, if you and I were doing morning drive radio in 1995, prior to the inception of interleague play, I wouldn't sit here and say Mets-Yankees is a rivalry. But a lot has happened in the last quarter century to where I think right now it might be the number two I, well, I'll t- rivalry I'll tell you what, in our The town. only reason Mets-Yankees potentially is, in fact, a rivalry is because there's nothing better than that. I don't look at the Mets-Yankees as, oh, that's a great rivalry. Well, uh, I might say that there's nothing that I would choose over that. And so it's uh, by process of elimination, that might be on the top three. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, like we, we just don't have as many rivalries as maybe we're conditioned to believe in the well, city. We, in my mind, we really don't have any besides the one. I think Mets-Yankees is a rivalry because every game sells so. out. Every uh, game sells out. Well, let's ask these guys. RJ, Mets-Yankees rivalry for you? It is, but it's not. Uh, yeah, I can... Take it one step further. Mm-hmm. For people of my generation, it does not hit the same way that I think people of the generation above me would expect it to. I when I, when I worked with Michael and Don, like they used to look at me almost crazy when I would say that the Yankees and Red Sox are much bigger rivals, and they would say, "No, the Yankees and Mets were historical." Wait, that, they they think that. That's one of the worst takes I've ever no, heard. Yeah, well, they no, think that's that true. Yankees and Mets is a bigger rivalry than Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, no uh, way. Of a cer- of a certain time, not not. He like, means like younger people, like, who like, did, in, like in the in in the interleague play era. Yeah, like, like RJ's age. Like who did you want to beat more? Not like like let's go over the games, which games matter. But like who did you want to be? Like you wanted to be king of your own city. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you want to be king of your own city, but uh, maybe there's just some misinterpretation going on here because there's no well, way Dave, that that's a bigger rivalry than Met, than the Yankees and Red Sox. Dave, last summer, remember when we had the? Because I remember it vividly because I was in traffic for three hours. Remember when we had that golf outing out in Long Island? Oh, and it rained, and it rained like the Dickens. And I the drove Mets, home. The Mets that destroyed thing. the Yankees that night. Thank you. Okay, so three hours driving back to Jersey, passing Yankee Stadium, it was Subway Series. Now remember. Mets were garbage at that point last year, like absolute garbage. Yankees weren't all that great either, but yet every seat was sold at Yankee Stadium. There was buzz for the game, even though maybe you and I didn't have the buzz because the team was terrible, but people still got geeked up for it because it's Subway Series. I think that it's now just part of our sports culture. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even I, though I think interleague play is played, by the way, and if and if you told me snap your fingers, it's gone tomorrow. I'm okay with it. Now Mets play the Yankees. Does it mean I'm more willing to tune it? Like, am I more excited? Yeah, probably so than like a, a Mets Marlins game. Well, but I, that adds some fuel, don't you think? Yeah, I, I guess. But but then like yeah, I got Rex Ryan covering up the Giants Super Bowl trophies. Like that doesn't add to the rivalry. Well, I mean, you got Rex Ryan putting Mark Sanchez in the fourth quarter of a preseason game because right. of I get the, the Jets putting the bloodied Eli on like their playbook. Like I don't know. I think there's something there with the Giants and the Jets. <laughs> but I don't think it's Mets Yankees. I'm not sitting here telling you that there's something not there with Jets Giants. I just don't think it's Mets Yankees.
Yeah, I, I, I guess what this defines for me is... Well, Dave, last night you had Rangers Devils. You just steamrolled okay? we, we me. We just saw it. You just steamrolled me. No, but we just saw it. But I had like right? a pause gathering a thought you just stole from me. Go ahead. I don't remember what I was going to say now. Like Precious, uh, what's his name? Precious Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Uh, no, is, is that is it? It just goes to show me how we really don't have a lot of great rivalries here in New York. Like, like we, between New York teams. If you're sitting here telling me Mets Yankees is the second biggest rivalry, then we just don't have monster rivalries here in New York. And that's why I thought it was an important conversation to have because I think that normally we would just assume that we do, and we really don't. I I thought. Knicks New Jersey Nets was a bigger rivalry than Knicks Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I, I, as a Knicks fan, I, I mean, and maybe it's a nasty thing. The, the Nets are completely irrelevant to me. Well, they are now more well, they, so they than always, they were they even had, when they were I in mean, Jersey. The Nets were relevant for a minute when they had Kyrie and Durant and James Harden, and that went very quickly. And even then, I, I, I mean, I didn't like them because I didn't like Harden and I didn't care for Kyrie, but I didn't look at them as a Knicks rival. Back then, like, like I said, somebody who grew up in Jersey as a Nets guy, like there was I, those Knicks games were huge, each and every one. Maybe it was because like the little brother thing, like you were trying to assert your dominance, prove that you belong. I mean, especially even like in the early 90s when the Knicks with Riley were doing their thing and the Nets had this up and coming team and you were trying to, you know, maybe you're in the same division competing for the same thing. I thought that there was a rivalry there. At now, some there's point, nothing. At some point in the future, do you ever yeah. envision, I'll walk, I'll walk you through a couple of them, Mets, Yankees, same division. I know it's been talked about. I sure as hell hope that doesn't happen. Giants, I mean, Jets ruining, in the same division. I sure as hell hope it doesn't happen. No, I'm not asking you if you hope it doesn't happen. I'm asking you, do you expect that to happen one day? Not in our... I think there's a better... Only because, as evidenced by the wardrobe and the fashion now, um, baseball is trying really hard to try to ruin itself. So I would say that there's a better chance of it happening on the baseball side than on the NFL side of the, of that of the teams being in the same division. I, I I wouldn't want to see it. I think there's something nice about keeping these teams separate. Well, there's no the, the, the tradition and all that stuff. It's going out the window, like with each passing day. And I agree with you. I, you know, like we're we're in agreement there. Keep it the way it is, but. It just seems like it's been talked about too much, and it seems like that they, like the the governing bodies of these sports, and especially baseball, it's like they're changing too many things to uh, for what appeal's sake to try to ring in new well, fans. Well, I, I mean, think about this now, right? You you people have so many millions of choices of what to do every single day, right? I mean, kids can't sit and watch a full game. They're on TikTok. They're playing video games while they're watching games. They watch on their phone, and it's it's very difficult to maintain the full fan base. If you have to drum up a reason why it's going to make people tune in and go and, and be more interested, then I think that's what you have to do if you're running the product well, does isn't it? And I don't think, like, if that were to happen on the baseball side, like, if, if you told me Mets-Yankees were going to play 12 times a year against each other, I think some of the rivalry actually dissipates. You would think it wouldn't be that case, but I think it would get played. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Can you play the banjo at all? No, not Steve Martin. Steve Martin, very talented guy. Like, I, I mean, like, he might be, like, for people that don't know, he's like the Jimi Hendrix of the banjo. Yeah, yeah, no, he's great he's with the banjo. He's sensational. Great actor, great stand-up comedian, great banjo player. It's amazing. A man of many, many, many talents. Have you, do you ever watch Only Murders in the Building? No, that's uh, it's one of those shows that I never got to, but I wouldn't be opposed to. Uh, it, it's not great, singing. but it's quick-moving, and it's. It's somewhat comedic. Speaking of that show, I don't know if you you, you keep up with the uh, the the rags or the tabloids or whatever. Martin Short, very funny man, very funny on that man. show. Apparently, he's in a burgeoning relationship with Meryl Streep. No, really? Yeah. How about that, Bob? Uh, if you would have said pick two people, famous, well known individuals that would never be in a relationship, it might be Meryl Streep and Martin Short. And I think that if. If they were, if it was like a, a basketball game, she might be able to post him up, actually. Well, she's much taller, which would I mean, mean in, in Raymond's world that it'd be fine. In your world, he'd never, he would never. No, I'm not going there. No. Not going. Because RJ, like to, yeah, go ahead. RJ, did, did you hear this yesterday on the podcast? I know you were sleeping during the show. The Dan, beautiful, gorgeous, model-esque woman. Mm-hmm. Dan's single man. She's taller than him. He says no. Raymond, what happened to the Thursday Open? Well, I get it from the perspective of it's so short-sighted. I listen. I see it, what you did there. <laughs> if it were me in that situation, I would I'd not have the same reaction. But I get the approach of I'm not going to even begin this journey because it probably ends in no, uh, in like a ninety some odd percentile. It's it, it's a bad look, like you said, like like the Tom. Well, why are you well, so Tom concerned about anybody. public appearance? Well, I don't even think it's that. You're setting yourself up for failure. You why? Know, you know, eventually, it's just not going to work for you. Why? Me. It's just history. Why? History tells the, us indicator of future, us. of future. You know directions. what? Make your own history. 
because there, it, it just opens up Pandora's box for too many bad things to happen. Like there could be, there's gonna, there's bound to be a situation where you're standing close to each other, maybe snacking on something. Something falls out of her mouth. It's gonna land on your head. That's disgusting. And it's well, gonna happen more often are, 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 than not. Are, 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 is she six seven? Bob, I'm just saying that could happen. It's That's, one of the many reasons why I, you don't I, want to, or at least I don't want to entertain. I, you, you know, like one that. one of my favorite writers for Sports Illustrated, Steve uh, Ruchin. What's you know, Sports Illustrated? Well, it used to be a, a, a magazine that was done beautifully in, in the sports. Well, you got to educate the younger audience. That's right. what I'm saying. Well, I think drop in terms. Knows what sports Illustrated is. Steve, Why don't you Steve, throw a war bonds out there? Steve Ruchin, married yeah. to Rebecca Lobo. You got to tell him. I mean, he's like an, an, an average sized guy. She's like six five. She towers over him. I, is she, I think she might be taller marriage. than six. She might be taller than six five, actually. Oh, well, what, I, I don't think so. But po- well, how tall me. is he? What? How tall is he? He's not. He's not as tall as her. Do you know him personally? I don't, but I know that he's not as tall as her, and I know that they seem to have a very happy marriage. And I have friends that are friends with them and say that they're a great couple. Well, that coupling would have never happened had had he had the same tact as you. But Dave, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen and that people don't live long, happy lives together. You're just asking me specifically. That's not something that I ever. I think it's very short sighted of you. I think it's incredibly short sighted of you. I like how you keep using that term to describe it because I think it's accurate, and, and on a lot of fronts. How do we get I, on this subject again? I mean, you're you're opposed to the a large woman. It's like the, the it's like the anti Costanza thing. Remember he, the the one episode. So he always wanted to be in a relationship with a tall. It was the um. It was the Keith Hernandez episode. Uh yeah, exactly. But I'm 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 a little turned off by you. But that's fine. We'll move on. Let's go to Brian and Center Reach. Brian, Wait, you're, hi, you're good turned off today, not uh, yesterday. No, you've, you've slowly turned me off all week, and today it's reached a crescendo. Okay. But I do love you. Hey, hi, Brian. Guys. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I wanted to chime in on this uh, Mets-Yankees rivalry. I'm a Mets-Jets and yeah, Rangers fan. And you know, outside of the Islanders, I absolutely hate, hate the Yankees. And it's just growing up on Long Island, you know, Yankee fans being in the same class as me were just absolutely brutal and completely ragged on the Mets any chance they got. So, you know, growing up, I just have a you know, hatred for the Yankee fans that uh, is unmatched. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have that same thing, but I, I guess you do. I guess you do. That there's just a tremendous hatred there for some people. They can't get over the fact. Uh, no, I don't like the Yankees fan, but I, I don't hate the Yankees team. Like, I don't look at Mets-Yankees as some kind of a unbelievable rivalry. Now, did I want to win the World Series in 2000? I mean, come on, of course. But oh, I would have wanted to win the World Series in 2000 no matter who the opponent was. Yeah, but you know something? I, uh, and I'm obviously dating myself. And I, it was a I long did that time ago. High school. I, well, I, know, I know because that's you. Um, right. I was at the first ever interleague game, 1997, in Yankee Stadium. To me, that was like I remember going in. That to me, though, and, and the environment and the buzz in the building that night, it felt like it could have been a World Series game. And there were several it. of like that after. And, and that's why, like, when you're talking about a rivalry, I would think, like, all right, obviously the building's got to have some juice to be able to at least justify the matchup that you're watching and to all the hype that's attached to it. And I get it. If you aren't a fan of said particular sport, whatever it is, like let's say if you are only, I don't know, a football fan or a basketball fan, Rangers Islanders might not do it for you. Rangers Devils might not do it for you. Um, you know, Mets Yankees might not do it for you. I get that. But I think if you could be objective 
and just assess everything as a whole, Mets-Yankees has become a rivalry in the last 25 years, and a big one, even more so. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's, it's nothing. I'm just going to say it's not. Like, like, when I look at big rivalries, and maybe I'm taking a bet, like, I think, like, Duke, North Carolina, Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, UCLA. Like, there's a million that I could come up with. Islanders, Rangers. But we I don't have don't... a lot to choose from. What? We don't have a lot to choose right. from. Right. Well, city. so I think I think it, it makes the list solely because we don't have a lot to choose from. Is my point. If you and I, when we were in school as children, before the interleague play, and I and I could remember back then, like yeah, you had your bragging rights with your friends. Like some are Mets fans, some are Yankees fans. I wouldn't say it was a rivalry then because they never played. They never played games that counted against each other. Right. But, but played, what, to the, the younger Mayor's generation, that's game? all they that's all they know. Right. Right. All right. You know what? Maybe people look at this as a big rivalry, and, that, and that's fine. And, uh, and I certainly want to beat the Yankees when the Mets play them. I just don't. It, for, for, for Michael and Don to have a take of Mets-Yankees bigger rivalry than, than Yankees-Red Sox to me is I, I, honestly absurd. Well, I can't I, even I believe that. And, and Right. But I, I think certainly while Yankees, to me, Yankees-Red Sox to me has gotten played over the last few years because it just seems like they're not operating on the same levels. Like th- those years in you know, the early 2000s when they were in the advent of the wild card, right, when, when they finally could play each other in the postseason, which couldn't happen before there was a wild card, that was like the height of it all. You know what I mean? But you know, now it seems to have cooled a little bit. Obviously, maybe you don't have those personalities on the teams like there used to be, but it's still a rivalry. It's Yankees, Red Sox. They're both trying to win the American League East. Ray, we haven't heard from you. Like we're Mets, Yankees. Like you're in that range where you remember what it was like before interleague play, and now everything that's happened since. Yeah, and I when, when interleague play first became a thing, and the Yankees would play the Mets every year. I, they, it was it was something to really like look forward to and, and establish a rivalry. But honestly, I, I, I err more on the side with what RJ was saying. I, I I feel like it's a more tenuous, strenuous rivalry with other teams like the Red Sox or like currently the Astros or the Rays or the Blue Jays. Like I don't feel about the Mets the way that I feel about those teams. I don't. I have a strong dislike of those teams. So, so you agree with me? Yeah, but well, but, no, I, I'm not saying that other like, for example, the teams that you're 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 competing with for the same thing, the same prize each year mm-hmm. in your own geography. Yeah, abs- cool. I'm with you. But just in terms of what we have to deal with the choices in this city, I do think there is something to Mets-Yankees. And the fact that the ballpark is sold out every time they play, no matter how good or bad the teams are, I I think justifies that. I I think there's something to it. I just don't know that there's enough vitriol between the two teams the way that there is between the the Devils and Rangers or the uh, Rangers and Islanders, you know? Knicks and Mets to an extent, uh, and I, I think the fact that they're in two separate leagues and they only play each other twice a year, I think does play a part in it. I think there's something there. I, I do. I, I mean, I think there's something there. I just don't think it's. I, I don't think it's like when I talk about the biggest rivalries in sports, I don't look at Mets Yankees on that list. But there's clearly something there because you're right; it sells out. Right? I'll tell you. you get, I'll tell you what, though. If if you if you ever someday get to this pipe dream where the Yankees and Mets are trying to outbid each other for big stars, that could change. That could change. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't wait for the first. And, and maybe this is rivalry-esque. I can't wait for the first. Like, if the Mets were to get Soto, Soto for the Yankees, oh, I would dance all over the then, two then, then we can have a conversation if something like that were to happen. How great would that be, Dan? Mets get great. Soto. Yankees want him. Mets are like, no, no, no. He's coming here. We're going to take him from you. Thank you very much.
You're, you're the placeholder this year. How great would that Yankee, be? And then the Yankees will get Pete Alonso. How about they just trade? Maybe they do it at the deadline. Why not? Who says no? Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. So uh, we, might as, we might as well do this, and we can get to it after as well. And that's, that's the injury to Kodai Senga. I mean, I, I knew. I absolutely knew that this was going to be the case. Here is David Stern's Mets uh, GM yesterday. Is he president or GM or both, by the way? I think he might be both or maybe okay. EVP. Yeah, I mean, very important. He does the decision maker with the Mets yes. uh, with the update on Kodai Senga. Senga has a moderate right posterior capsule strain, so that's in the in the back of his right shoulder. He was having trouble recovering from his side sessions. The way he expressed it was, was really shoulder fatigue, and when it happened a second time, we decided to get an MRI yesterday afternoon. Doctor read the MRI this morning, examined Kodai, and we have this moderate strain in, in the back of his right shoulder. What this means right now, we're going to shut him down until these symptoms subside and strength returns to his normal level. Once that happens, we can begin to ramp him up and then go through his, his normal spring training progression. We don't expect him to be ready for opening day. So at this point, we would expect him to begin the season on the IL. How long exactly? I can't tell you right now. We'll get more information on sort of next step treatment options and length of shutdown. And I'm happy to share that with you guys when we have it. All right. A couple things. Hey, I, I like and I don't. I, I like the sound of David Stearns. Like, I just, just uh, listening to him speak gives me confidence the Mets have a legitimate leader. Like, I like the sound of him. Secondly, yeah, this worries me. Shut him down for a while. Wait until he becomes healthy. Not going to start the year being able to pitch. And then he's going to have a, 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 his own spring training. I mean, when am I going to see Kodai Senga pitching? Well, I did some research, by the way, a uh, little WebMD action, because right. when you hear the term, like we only know these terms as sports fans, not because we're doctors, because unfortunately other players suffer the same issues. So when I heard capsule, I was like, wait, capsule, capsule, capsule. That was a Jacob deGrom injury a couple of years ago. So right. I went and I looked it up. Senga say, they say he has a capsule strain. DeGrom had a stress reaction of his right scapula. Same thing with Senga, by the way. It was also like the scapula thing. Um, we didn't see Jacob DeGrom throw a pitch for the Mets on a big league mound until August of that year. The, the thing is, and then we've had the conversation of what, what do you do? Do you start to make moves? Here, here's my tact, and I don't know how you feel. And I, feel, I do feel very defeated with this whole thing. David Stearns is a, a, a baseball genius. He's a very bright guy, right? I, I'm go, much like I have said with Joe Shane and Brian Dable, I have to put my trust in them. I have to put my trust in him and think that even if this year is not a great year, and it can't be worse than last year, but even if it's not a great year, that the long-term you know, prognosis for the Mets is going to wind up being good because I do trust David Stearns. Like you said, you trust David Stearns. I think, look, you have to, right? We talked about it yesterday. You have to because Steve Cohen's paying him a lot of money. But the way he delivers like even the bad news – like you heard in that clip that you just played. I, I have a feeling that like no matter how bad it gets, David Stearns is always going to go up there and try to put a positive spin on it. Like if we found out that Kodai Senga's arm had to be amputated, David Stearns would have sat there in the dugout in Port St. Lucie and kind of portrayed it as, well, you know, there are a lot of individuals out there with just one arm that go on to live very productive lives and are contributors to society and stuff like that. Like he would never seem as if like Rome is burning. But Met fans don't want to hear that. 
Right? They well, want to know. Do you want to do? What do you want to do? Come out and say, like, guys, I mean, this is awful news, and it I sucks. don't know how we recover? It sucks. It's, it, it's obviously not but what you want to have happen. It sucks. All right, I mean, so it, right it, now. Does he have to say it sucks? It goes without saying that this is awful. Look, I think history plays a role in this thing. We, 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 we've touched on it many times. The history of the franchise, their lack of sustained success. You know, I know, Met fans out there know. Do you think that Kodai Senga, well, remember, last year, he threw 160 innings last year. We talked about it. You think Kodai Senga is going to throw anything close to that this season with this news? No. No, not I, even I mean, close. I mean, you, you could you can you know have a prognosis. When do you think he's going to come back? I mean, that's so because, open-ended. I have no idea what he's going to pitch for the Mets. Because, unfortunately, if you're a fan of a team like the Mets that has beat you up for the majority of their existence, I think rationally you approach things as expect the worst, hope for the best. Right? Expect the worst, hope for the best. That is your M.O. if you are a Mets fan. Year in and year out. Yeah, but that's an awful way to live, and it's been like this forever. Oh, I mean, okay. every time you have a nice thing, it, it, it finds a way to get ripped away because you are the Mets. Remember, like, let's go back two years ago. Like, you had DeGrom and Scherzer, and we didn't know that Scherzer was going to be breaking down, and it would be a, you know not exactly a great tenure in Queens, but you had DeGrom, who you thought was finally healthy. The two best pitchers, arguably, in baseball in your rotation. Remember, there was it was a, a Sunday, I think, in, in spring training. The Mets played a game where DeGrom and Scherzer were going to piggyback each other in that spring training game. And as a Met fan, it wet your appetite. You're like, oh, this is what I get two out of every five days this year. No stopping us. What happened after that game? That was the only time you basically you saw them because DeGrom suffered that injury right after that game. And he didn't pitch again until August. Can't have nice things. No, but it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it must be what the Jets fan feels like, right? Like you every think? time you get something nice, it gets ripped away. Aaron Rodgers, what's the season going to be like? Well, four plays in, it's done. Like I don't root for the Jets, so I don't feel that same pain. But it's got to be, it's got to be in that same ballpark, right? The, the they Mets are and the Jets. intertwined. They, yeah. they are, they are roommates. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Awful. Yeah. Sure, and it and it and it's constant. It it, it it never takes a break. That's that's accurate. Yeah. Um. Let's go to. West I mean, but, but again, you know these things. You know these things. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't make it. It doesn't. Hang on a second, Wes. It doesn't make it any easier when we have to deal with it all the time. It's all the time. Like like, are you surprised by this? No. Right. Exactly that. So it's such a common occurrence that when it happens, you're like, yeah, that's about right. Well, two two days ago. Before we even heard David Stern speak and we got the diagnosis, when we finished the show, what was it, on Wednesday, and then we find out 15 minutes after the show that Senga, you know, had some arm fatigue and they're going to shut him, when Carlos Mendoza said they're going to send him for tests, right there, the signal goes up and you're like, oh, we'll see you in probably May or June at the earliest. At the earliest. Right. Because that's what being a Mets fan is like. Now, what? now, now here's the other part to this, right? Like the, the part two to this conversation. Okay, now you have reality. Do you think it's going to alter their approach in any way about being a little bit more proactive with some of these pitchers that are still out there to bring them in? The answer to me? No. 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 And they, I think they've made that perfectly clear. And, and I think from the, 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 the pitchers, too. Because, like, remember, they've been essentially holding out up until late February. You got Scott Boris in their ear. Scott is probably telling them, all right, Kodai Senga's down. The Mets maybe need to go out there and bring some starting pitching, but the Mets don't think they could win this year. I guarantee you that one of the other 29 teams that thinks 
that they maybe have a better shot at competing this year, they're going to have to, they'll probably suffer some sort of an issue with their rotation, and then they may be more than willing to meet the price that we want them to get to some point over the next month. Right. And as much as you'd love, as a Mets fan would sit here and say, man, would I love Jordan Montgomery or, or Blake Snell? I mean, if you're Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery, wouldn't you rather hold out, especially if it's going to be a short term deal for a team that has a, a chance to do something this season? Of course. Of course. Right. And let's be real. Um, if you've waited this long as it is, you might as well just tough it out. And, and I'll say this too. Look, it stinks what happened here. And if he's going to be out for the majority of the season, it's unfortunate. But realistically, like I, I know that fans maybe don't want to hear it, Dave, but I still think you have to operate this thing wisely like you're running a business. I don't want to go out there and throw ridiculous money or overpay for a guy like Snell, for a guy like Montgomery, who aren't probably worth the money. Not probably. I know that they're not worth that money. Like, like if you're yeah, going to sign you, Jordan but, but Montgomery. Isn't that the beauty of having Steve Cohen? What do you yes. think you want to spend? Who cares about the money? The draft right, because, picks would bother me more than the money. Well, because why am I going to lock in a guy for, let's say, three, four years or something like that, and he's not anywhere near worth what you're paying him? Like, that's foolish spending. Let, other, let the Angels or some other bad team do that. Like, Jordan but, Montgomery but is not a Mets, guy. You can afford some foolish spending because you have an unlimited supply of money. But apparently not. Remember, they, they had the they highest do. payroll. But they had the highest payroll in baseball last year. Didn't win. They had to pay an arm and a leg with a luxury tax, which are still. Remember, they've got dead money on the books this year, which is still crippling them with the tax. And Cohen was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm the richest owner in the sport, but I don't want to be throwing money out the window if it's not going to bring me anything close to a championship. Which I, I agree with that. But, but, but you could. And the fact is, now what you have, and hopefully this is where we get to in two, three, whatever years, is that you have a guy who has the money who's backing a guy who's a baseball savant who can make great maneuvers and great deals and, you know, spend wisely. And then in a pinch, turn to the owner and say, you know what, go get me this. And the owner can say, go get it. It's yours. Yeah, but here's the problem. Like Jordan Montgomery, for example. Jordan Montgomery's a nice pitcher. I'd like him on my team, but to be nothing more than, let's say, a number three starter, right? If, right. if you go sign Jordan Montgomery now, you're paying him like probably a number one or a two because that's what it's going to take for him to come to an agreement. I don't want that. I don't want them to go down that road because Jordan Montgomery, just because you put him in this rotation with the less than overwhelming options but you have, why, he's not a number one. You, I understand it from David Stearns. From, I don't understand it from you. If the Mets signed Jordan Montgomery to a three-year, $90 million deal and it doesn't preclude them from signing anybody else during that span why would you care you but we don't know that well, wait a sec 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 if you're telling me it's a one-year deal i got no problem with that none whatsoever but if this is going to be a multi-year deal when you're telling me it might not preclude me from signing anybody else well wait five minutes ago you're talking about stealing one soda from the yankees next year that is going to cost real american dollars dave we talked all week about the free agent pitchers that are going to be available next year. Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Max Fried. I'd rather take any of those guys and give them four or five-year deals over Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell. Maybe that's what David Stearns and Steve and, Cohen and are thinking. Is, but my point is you have endless amounts of money. You could do all of it if you chose to. If you chose to, you could. Out of but they're not going you pay to do good that. money after bad with luxury tax, you could do that too. But you're not going to do that, though. I know you're that, not, that, but you could. You could. See, if you told me, if I said to you and if I told any Met fan, you know what? This year might stink. This year, you might be nothing more than a 500 team. You have a couple of moments here and there. You missed the playoffs, though. But 
Next offseason, I'm getting Juan Soto, and let's say two of those free agent starting pitchers that I mentioned, they could win 40 games this year, and I'd be fine with it if you're telling me that's what my offseason looks like next year. All right, let's go to Wes and East Hanover, and then we'll get to the roast. Hi, Wes. Man, good morning, fellas. Good morning, company. Hello, man, Wes. I'll tell you what. Uh, Dan, man, you are a steamroller like Rick, except for times like 50. Um, He's you, know, a, he, 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 you know what? He used to work construction, and he ran the steamroller, and he, he comes by it honestly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, no, I love no, no, and I love you tremendously, but, man, he made Rick look uh, like a novice there uh, running a steamroller. But anyhow, uh, so I thought about Sanga, and I think you guys are exactly right. Is That's always my biggest fear in baseball is starting pitchers getting hurt, and you don't know exactly how long they're going to be out, but something small turns into something forever. And you guys are so close to middle of the pack and fighting for that wild card spot that losing him for any period of time I think is a real is a real issue. So I think maybe a silver lining, and I, and I don't know what you guys have in your system, this is what I was calling about, is is there anybody in the system that could potentially show themselves to be worthy of being on the major league roster as a starting pitcher that you didn't see coming because now you know uh, you have an open spot there rather than going out? Because I agree you shouldn't go out and get Snell or Montgomery or any of that. Do you think there's anybody uh, on the, uh, in, the, in the spring training uh, pipeline there? No, Wes, unfortunately, like there were the three guys, you know, Vassal and Scott and, you know, guys like that. One of them might make an appearance this season, but you can't just throw them into the rotation and say, okay, you're the guy that's going to help us get to October. Not yet. Because I don't think Tyler McGill and David Peterson when he's healthy. These are back end guys. Joey Lucchese. Those those are your names that you're working with here. It's called pick a fifth starter out of a hat. That's what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. You ever play Um, that game? Uh, uh, it's I'm big at parties. Big at parties. Pick, yeah. pick a fifth starter. Yeah. Um, I think it's like the the sequel to the key party is pick a fifth starter out of a hat. <laughs> the key party. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been to a key party? No, I've never been to one, but I've certainly heard exploits. Yeah. Have you ever been invited to a key party? No, I don't think I have. I'd no, like someone considered... to look at me and say, that's the guy we want at the key party. Yeah, I, I want to be invited to a key party. Do they still do key parties? Are I they like frequent? Yeah. I, I would I would I would say no I I can't I'm happily married but I just want the invitation and we'd like you like we look at you as a key party kind of guy. I don't think you're a key party kind of guy. We've like established you. Dave would rig the keys though at the key party. Well, yeah, because I don't want to wind up with the ugly ones. I, I want the I want the the beauties, the Amazon. You, can, you, you, tall you know how beauties. outdated it is. You know how outdated it is, isn't it? Now, now would be a a fob party. They would That's have right. to rename it. That's right. <laughs> Invited to a fob party. And then you wouldn't be able to tell, like, because all the fobs look exactly the same. It, it, it sounds dirty. I think that's it? me. I'll a go with him. Party. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.